victory. Santigna in the air, deep right field. Home run. In the air into center field. A diving catch by Hallie Santigna. That's the first pitch she gets. Lee Santignan does it again! Alright, welcome back to In the Box with me. I'm your host, Hallie Santignan. This is episode two, and today here with me, we have Morgan Medford. Morgan Medford. Hello. <laughs> tell a little bit about who you are. Um, my name is Morgan. Uh, I play softball here at Tarleton with Hallie. Um... I'm a sophomore in the classroom, but a freshman on the field because, you know, COVID, but, um, yeah. All right. Um, me and Morgan are teammates. We've been teammates for almost two full years now. You know, we're besties. besties. <laughs> we're going to be living together next year. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it. This is going to be the first episode where we, like, really hit some juice, all right? So today we're talking about mental health within college athletes. Not talked about enough, hardly at all. They get like, they put one month on Twitter about it. They make a couple posts. So Morgan, I'm gonna just start straight up and ask you some questions. Uh, when you were going through the recruiting process, did anybody ever mention to you about um, how mentally taxing college softball is? Um, not really, everyone just said like, oh yeah, it's hard, but like, I love it. And it's like, I, I always thought it was just like, the workouts were hard and like, the practices were hard. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Like, I've been through hard practices. Like, I've been through hard workouts. So I was like, I'll be fine. But like, nobody tells you that you are tired all the time. Yeah. Like, I something that I struggled with last year was like, I was like, oh, I'm tired today at practice. But on game day, like, I'll be I'll be good. I won't be tired. And then game day comes, and I'm just as tired as I was at practice. I'm like, oh, God. Like, I don't know, I don't know how to, like, how I don't to know how to function. That, how to handle it. I don't know how to push through that. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Nobody tells you the mental side. They always say, like, oh, yeah, the workouts are hard. Like, but no. None, none of the mental side, mental toll that it takes. I agree. And I don't know if that goes back to, like, like, our coaches are obviously older than us, like, when we're in high school and stuff and we're kids. It makes you kind of wonder, like, was it as hard for them? Like, I mean, most coaches, like, when you're playing intense travel ball where you're, like, recruiting all the time or getting recruited all the time, uh, you have high-level coaches. Like, they've played college baseball if they were men, college softball if they were women, you know. Um, it makes me wonder, like, I wonder if they went through that, too, when they were in college – and just like as the years have gone on and how more intense college athletics have gotten, if it's become more of an issue now than it was then, especially with like social media and stuff, that definitely yeah. helps too. It definitely plays in a part. So obviously this is a yes, but tell me about um, how your mental health has been affected by college softball so far. Um, some days like, it's day-to-day -day. like sometimes I base like my performance off of how I feel that day and I don't know like some days it's really great some days it's not great some days I feel like I'm just completely worthless and then other days I'm on cloud nine so like it's just it's day-to-day -day. like I don't know because like whenever you're a college athlete, like you're at a, especially at this level, like you're a high level athlete, like you have to perform well. 
if you want your spot or whatever. So like, it's just, it's kind of difficult whenever you put that much pressure on yourself every single day. Cause like I am personally a perfectionist when it comes to softball specifically, because that's just what I've grown up doing my entire life. So yeah, I just hate that sometimes my, how my day is going is dependent on if I do well at practice that day. Yeah. It like completely reflects like, you can have a practice at noon and just have a terrible practice and it affects the rest of your day, you know, and on top of practice, you have school to worry about too, you know, so it is definitely, that's a huge challenge. And not only just with how the game affects you mentally, but like college, softball especially, and I'm sure it's the same across the board with all athletics, tears you down mentally, like puts you through depression, gives you anxiety, like I don't know if I've ever met a college athlete that's just like, yep, I'm 100% mentally stable. Like, I yeah. love my life 100% all the time because that is not a thing. No, no way is that a thing. I personally uh, felt the pressure of that my sophomore year of college. That's whenever I was at my old school also. and then, But I also had a lot of other things playing into factor my sophomore mm-hmm. year. I had an awful experience coaching staff-wise. Had a good team with good teammates, not like the best, but wasn't terrible. I mean, I love most of them to death still to this day, but uh, especially getting into going through like the transfer process, that that will put you into a depression and just give you some anxiety like I've never, never experienced before. Oh yeah, it's like, what if I leave and like I'm just as unhappy, but now I don't have my friends, like, yeah. It's oh like- yeah. That was the most stressful, most anxious thing I've ever been through. I've never experienced anxiety before until then. Uh, have you ever felt like depression, like straight up caused by softball? Pots, uh, sometimes. Yeah. I think it's just a combination with like some days, like there will be some weeks where I have a bunch of assignments due and I don't do well on some of them and then softball's not going good and then it's like, I feel like I don't have a social life right now because I'm so busy with school and softball. Like, it's just like, I sit in my bed. I'm like, am I good at anything? Like, am I, it's like, what is What is the point of this? Like, if I'm going to be so awful at both things, like why, like why, you know, it's just. Yeah. It makes your mind start running. Like, why am I here? What am I doing to myself? Why mm-hmm. am I putting myself through this? And then you just have to go back to, oh, I dreamt about this. I've been dreaming about this since I was a little kid. And then you're like, oh, this is right where I want it to be. But they don't tell you what it's like being where you want to be. That's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely hit some depression pretty hard last year, especially with, like, the whole COVID shutdown. Same. Bad depression. And I'd never felt like depression before other than, like, oh, I'm sad today. Like, that's different. I'm saying, like, depressed. Last year yeah. was tough. Yeah. Something that, like, I struggled with as well, like, whenever COVID hit, um, season got canceled and stuff like that, um, I was, like, I don't know who I am. Like, I was I was in, like, major, major identity crisis. Like, I was, like, I don't know who I am. It's, like, I put my entire life into softball, and it got ripped away just like that. And I didn't know who I was. Like, I was so lost. But, like, it's just, I don't know. That's the lowest I think I've ever been when it came to softball and sports. Like, I I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, what 
what do I do with my life? And like, I feel like that I did, I learned from that. Cause like, I know I'm not gonna be able to play softball forever. Like I've got my what, three and a half years left. Right. So like, I think that helped me in a way, but like, it sucks that I had to go through that to get to where I am. To like, know that it's, it's not, it's okay if I don't perform well, sometimes people are still going to like me. Definitely. Like that was something I've struggled with my whole life basically. So definitely. And like she was saying, like going through like the whole like identity crisis after COVID shut down, I definitely felt that too. It almost made me like not want to play again because I was going through, like I went through that heartbreak that you look forward to, but not look forward to, you know, like you look at it that day, like my, I've played my last softball game. You look at that kind of like in a distance, it's in the back of your head, all the years of playing college softball, you know, you're sitting there going like, oh, like it's going to be done one day. Like it'll be done one day. But I feel like after the COVID shutdown, um, is like gave you, it just was like, oh, here, I know it's been like, you don't have, you have four more years till this hits you, but boom, here it is. Congratulations. Like you weren't expecting it, but here it is. It's a huge identity crisis. So like, I definitely went through, I was like, well, I've already gone through this heartbreak. I've felt the grief of it and gotten over it at the end of it I was almost like why do I want to go play for two years if even two years you know well now it will be two years but at the time we didn't know if we were going to get the extra year Mm -hmm. so it was like why would I want to go back and play one more year just to go through all of this again that's taken me months to get over but I'm glad I'm back now hindsight (laughs) but at the time you know it's just it's so mentally exhausting and just so much that nobody lets you know about. All right, let's move on. This is gonna. This is where the juice hits. Oh God. How has um, the athletic staff helped or addressed mental health personally, other than just like little posts on Twitter and stuff like that? Um, I know there's certain days when like you're off, you know, like and you can tell like when somebody's having an off day especially when you're with them every single day for all year long, you know. Um, The way that some of the coaching staff handles it is not my favorite just because they kind of, like, attack you. They're like, what's wrong with you today? Instead of, like, hey, like, something going on? You know, it's like the approach, like, I like how they notice that something is wrong with you, but, like, the approach and, like, the way that they handle it is not some like if somebody comes up to me is like what's wrong with you today I'm not gonna want to open up you know like I'm not gonna want to say well I have some stuff going on at home or like I'm really stressed out about school I have a big test like or I'm just really struggling with softball right now I can't seem to figure out anything you know I can't see I can't figure out my swing I can't do this but like if somebody just comes and attacks me and it's like what's wrong with you today why are you why are you acting like that then that makes me shut down more, I feel like. I don't know. It's just, I, I, I appreciate the concern, but the way that it is. But it's like, are they actually concerned? Or are they just like trying to be like, or be, is like, it my nosy. fault that you're sad today? Yeah. <laughs> is it, did you not sleep last night? That's my favorite, is whenever they attack us about sleep, but then they keep us at practice for six hours and then expect us to get up for weights at 6 a.m. the next morning and we still have to do homework. Why aren't you getting enough sleep? That's one of my favorites in the fall, especially. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah. a, not a huge thing in the spring. 
but the yeah. fall for sure. How much um, coverage is done on a national level for struggling athletes, to your knowledge? Um, hardly any. Like, I know that there's, like, former college athletes that will come out with, like, an article of some sort. But, like, there's none. Like, I don't see, like, you know, like, there's, like, the mental health month or whatever right. you were talking about earlier. Like, NCAA posts about that, and then that's it. Is there, are y'all going to implement anything? Like, are y'all going to actually check on us? Gonna be like, <laughs> mental health matters. And then what are we doing to make sure that your athletes aren't like mentally struggling? Mentally struggling. Like we're all, you're all going to go through struggles. Like everybody does, you know, but what, was there any sort of like protocol or like any sort of anything to be like, Hey, we know your mental health matters post on Instagram. <laughs> like, thank you so much. I'm that, still depressed. I know, liked like, the tweet. That's going to help my mental health. Yep. I liked I reposted it on my story on Instagram. <laughs> mental health matters. <laughs> it's like, I know I've heard things of like bigger D1s having like um, counselors for their athletes. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. And I think that it shouldn't just be something that like SEC, like Big Ten, Big 12, yeah. all of them should have. I feel like that should be something that is required among every division, every conference, like no matter what. Because it's huge. It's not just the big, like the big D1s that go through mental health problems. Like yeah. it's all of us. And I feel, I don't know. That's just something I really feel strongly about. Because personally, last year, I was going through some stuff during season, and it really got me mentally, like I was talking about earlier. And I was seeing a counselor, and just, just to talk about softball and just how it reacts with me and school and everything else, you know. And um, once the COVID shut down, that was the only time the coaches ever said anything about our mental health. Yeah. The coaches were like, oh, well, they're going to do a little, um, like, support group in the gym this day at this time. And I, did you go to one? No. No? I, I know a couple, a few of the girls did. I wasn't sure if you did. But he was like, like this message if you're interested in going. And I know, uh, almost the whole team probably liked the message. And I don't even remember seeing a text saying, like, it's this time at this place. So I, like – the next time a few of us got together, they were like, oh, we went to that support uh, circle thing. And I was like, oh, wish I knew when it was because I would have really enjoyed to go to that. But they only had like three. So like, what is what is that going to do? Like, yes, COVID was going on, but like Zoom was a thing. <laughs> like it could have yeah. could have extended onto Zoom. Because at that point, too, the counselors at the school weren't running anymore because school was shut down. Yeah, I didn't really like that idea because like, I don't. I didn't want to talk about things in front of other people. I people agree. that I didn't know. Like if I'm talking one on one with a counselor who's like certified, like that's perfectly okay with me. But like I didn't feel comfortable opening up in front of like five to six other people. Like even if they were my teammates, like I just don't feel comfortable doing that personally. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like going and sitting into like a counseling session and having other people there listening yeah. to my stuff too. Like, that's something I want confidential between me and the counselor. Yeah. Let her do her job fully, sing singularly. Yeah. 
All right. What is your opinion on what you think could be done better for NCAA and individual universities for their athletes? I guess I kind of covered that, but. I think, like, counseling should be talked about more. Like, I don't know. Like, unless you are absolutely, like, having a mental breakdown in front of the coaches at practice, like, then they'll be like, well, do you think you need to go talk to someone? But, like, I feel like it should be, like, initially, like, hey, this is going to be a grind. This is – it's going to be tough. You are going to break. Like, it's go- it's okay to break. Here are some resources for you if that happens to you sooner rather than later or whatever. Like, it, sh- it should be very, like, open and, like, uh, I don't know. Like, it should be talked about more. It shouldn't be something like, oh, she's sad today. She needs to go talk to somebody. You know, like, it's yeah, it should be, sure. like, you know, openly talked about. I agree. I think that there should be, like, mental health checks, like, regularly, mm-hmm. especially during off-season. Off-season, I feel like, is puts more mental strain on you than season does, honestly. Just yeah. you're going through so much more physical distress uh, with training every single day almost, or five days a week intensely, though, like, way more intensely. Like, not even with softball, but just, you know, strength and conditioning stuff on top of school. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that they should have like mental health checks and not just with the coaches. I think that there's a boundary that you have with your coaches. Like I couldn't sit down, like go to my coach and sit down and like have a full on like counseling session with him. Yeah. Like I would be crossing a line. I feel like I play, I don't, like, I don't want to play pity party. I feel like with yeah. my coaches. And I also feel like if to a degree, they look at that as weak. Or I feel like yeah. that's the persona they put off, you know, like, oh, you got to be mentally tough. Like, yes, that only goes so far, though. Yeah, it's that's definitely difficult. Like, I know, like, you're you just put a lot of strain on your body and a lot of strain on your mind, and like at some point, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot for somebody to handle, especially if you're a freshman. Or I mean, personally, I haven't even been through an entire season yet, and like it's it's been tough just to try and manage all of that so yeah I just yeah definitely (laughs) how many uh college athletes do you think struggle with mental health 99 percent I wouldn't say 100 percent 98 98 percent yeah I'd say that's probably a good go at it too because like one way or another like they are anxious or depressed or both you know like sometimes you got the double whammy but you know I just people that are mentally stable and are college athletes I don't think I've ever met anybody that way it's to a certain degree too it's not not everybody is like majorly depressed majorly depressed or majorly anxious but like they're to a certain degree certain things trigger those like symptoms I guess right symptoms of anxiety and symptoms of depression you know yeah and it's not even like um anxiety and depression like we'll step out aside from that for a minute what about like a little bit of body image stuff too oh that my comes gosh with female athletes I yeah let's open that conversation yeah let's open that door I um there's a lot of 
things that's like, oh, you need to eat more. You need to, like, personally for me, it's like, you need to eat more. You need to gain weight. And it's like, I look at myself in the mirror and, like, I I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to gain weight. Like, I like the way my body looks. And then I do start gaining that weight over the fall because we're gaining muscle. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like the number on the scale. I don't like having to send my meals in because I feel like I'm a failure if I eat bad. You know, like... I feel like a lot of female athletes struggle with like eating disorders and like disordered eating, you know, and body dysmorphia. Definitely. Like you, you look at the big division ones and they have, it looks like they all have the perfect body. And then you look at yourself and you're like, why can't I like that look like that? Or you look like a, you look at like the people that don't play sports and they just go to the gym twice a week and then they look great. And you're like, why can't I look like that at the beach? You know, it's just, there's a lot that goes through your head. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like that's a huge thing, especially for young girls trying to get recruited because some people, like myself, don't bloom, which, I mean, I'm not in by any means big at all. Like, I'm a, I'm a, little, I'm a little guy, you know? I'm a little guy. And little guys like me <laughs> getting recruited, I remember going to, like, the college softball camp it's like a few day long camp and there's so many college coaches out there. I remember a girl one time, there was like a little question and answer with coaches and a couple of college players. I was probably a freshman in high school, maybe a sophomore. But I just remember this girl from Harvard and she was a big old girl, like hidden nukes. You could tell, you didn't even have to see her swing a bat, but like her, like she was not fat in any way. She was strong and muscular and just a big, athlete you know and she got up there and she spoke about it actually she was like parents like let your kids work out let your kids eat more like let your kids do this and that talking about gaining weight and she's pretty much sitting there telling this group of probably 500 girls eat more get big go to college play softball and I'm sitting there and I'm like maybe 100 pounds I'm like crap yeah. I'm not going – I'm not going to be able to do that. Like, I work out. I did CrossFit for, like, two, three years straight when I was in high school just trying to get bigger because, you know, you watch the CrossFit games on mm-hmm. online and stuff, and you're like, oh, those are those girls are big. Like, if I do CrossFit, I'm going to get big. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got to get, get in CrossFit. I got to be taking all these supplements. Like, I got to get bigger. I'm not going to college to play softball. And that should not be a thing, like – if you're strong and you're healthy, it doesn't matter what the heck you look like. If you're getting your job done on the field, it doesn't matter what the heck you look like. If you're being healthy to yourself, like if you're eating the calories you need to keep yourself sustained, it doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah, that's something that I've really struggled with because like my whole life I've, I've been tiny. Like I'm still, I'm my, like, look at the, like I'm tiny. And, um, my dad's always like, oh, you need to eat more, you need to eat more. And I never gained weight. It was just, like, gradual because I got taller. But, like, now that it's a little easier for me to gain weight in college, that's why I've been struggling with, like, that type of thing because it is a little bit easier, and I don't look the same as I did in high school. Like, I, and I, like nobody ever looks the same, you know? Definitely. But, like, I don't know. That's just – it just gets easier for me to gain weight. And I'm like, uh. I like that or not (laughs) right but I'm like but I hit the ball further but like and I might be a little faster and 
I, I, I lift heavy in the weight room. Like, I just, it's always a back and forth. Like, what? Like, she looks like that in a bikini, but, like, can she lift as much as I can? Like, it's just, I comparison is, will be the death of anybody. Yeah, for sure. It is definitely a comparing game because now with, like, TikTok and stuff, you like one workout video and they're all coming up, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, that girl looks great. Oh, that girl looks great. Oh, she has a six-pack and a perfect little hourglass figure. And I'm over here with a square core that I cannot do anything about. Like, it doesn't matter. No matter what, my core will always be a square. And that's just something you just got to, like, live with. I mean, it sucks for now, but while you're in college and you're working out like this, got to be built like this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I feel like a lot of people definitely struggle with that for sure. So now we're going to get into a little bit. Now that we have talked about all this and run through all this information with firsthand from two college athletes, I, I'm in my fourth year of college softball. So I've been around the block, you know. <laughs> Morgan is halfway through. Movie. She's newer, little, but she's still movie. gone through the – on through the roughs, you know? Yeah. So how about when I looked up on the internet and did some digging too, it wasn't just like the first first click on Google. Studies showed <laughs> that only 10% of college athletes suffer from mental health. <laughs> 10%. That, I bet 10% are the ones that go and get help. I bet only 10% get help because... Yeah. Nobody, like, we're obviously not including that statistic because nobody, I mean, our coaches don't. Nope. Nobody don't asked know. me. No. Nobody asked me. I didn't get, like, I didn't get to fill out a survey. Right. Like, <laughs> but I feel like that's probably the people that get help and the people that are really bad. Because I feel like to, like, to it, like, some people already have that mental health issue before. and then bef before they even yeah. get to college athletics and then they get there and it just it is on a steady de like decline and yeah I feel like that's that is not right <laughs> that's like putting like 10 people on our team and putting them out there I mean like ah only one of you struggle with any mental health issues I don't know if I can think, like, honestly, not in a bad way by any means. Maybe, I don't know if anybody on the team straight up right now, I could be like, no, they're 100% mentally stable. No mental, no mental problems at all. They're 100% confident in themselves all the time with their softball abilities. They do not struggle mentally from softball or school. I don't know if I could. I, yeah. Not in a bad way by any means, because it's just, it, it is what it is. It's almost like something that's like, be prepared for it and get help. That's the thing. Last year, whenever I started going to the counselor, oh my gosh, I was playing so well just because I was going out on the field and I was like, oh, all this weight on me that I've just been holding in because all this crap I've been struggling with, it was like lifted off me. I was playing so well. And then that's right whenever COVID shut down. So, you know, it, it's fine. <laughs> but, you know, like, just get help. Yeah, do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, Any stories? I mean, it doesn't matter anything. Anything I didn't cover? I don't know. I just really, I really liked how you brought up, like, body image, especially in female athletes. Yeah, I feel like we could talk about that for a while. Yeah, because, like, 
I know that like there's like those body positivity people on like tic- like TikTok and Twitter, and it's like body positive, but like they haven't worked out in five years and like they just eat whatever they want. Like that's not body positive. Like body positive to me is like a like for like a woman is like a woman who is strong who doesn't like she might have a big body type but she is strong and she eats right and she does what she needs to do to take care of her body and like it does like just because she's a bigger girl she is still strong and like will can do that like nourishes her body you know yeah i agree i like the big boned you know air quotes big boned girls you know that are bigger like those bigger athletes i kid nukes all the time yeah those like those big girls they eat right they work they're working out all the time with their sport of course mm-hmm. though they're bigger and they're not going to look the same in a bikini as all these tiktok models and everything else you know all mm-hmm. these influencers they're not going to look like them in a bikini but i feel like that's more empowering like being strong and healthy yes. and still being big like I dig that. I think that's awesome. Like, yeah. if you're positive in yourself with that, that's awesome. But they probably don't feel the same way about that. It's yeah. Not like not all of them. I don't know if you know who Danielle Lowry is. Do you know who that is? I don't think so. No. She pitched at Washington in 2009. She won the national championship. Um, I follow her on social media and whatnot, and uh, she is very body positive. Like she's like, this body has got me through two hour workouts. This body has got me through an entire women's college world series. This body got me through this and this and this, like I nourished this body to get there. And like, she's not a small girl, you know, especially now that she's older, but and she does play professional softball. So, um, I just, every, like a lot of her posts are like, I don't know if you ever like saw like the Lauren Chamberlain. Yeah. Like she was like Sports po- Illustrated posing yeah. naked. She was like, "This body is strong and powerful. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. Like this body got me through so yeah. much." So. Yeah. Yeah, I think the women that do that are awesome as well. Which I obviously cannot be a huge spokesperson for that because I cannot gain weight to save my life. Actually. I take like took like weight gain supplements over the summer because I was I had shoulder surgery over the summers like I was dropping my muscle mass like crazy, but I'll drop weight quick. But it t- it is so hard for me to get that back. I was 15 pounds heavier last year before I had surgery than I am now, because you know I skipped the whole fall pretty much of yeah. workouts. So that sucked. But yeah, I can commend those girls, the bigger girls that are so positive with that. And it is it's crazy like. That body did so much more than these fit Instagram models and all yeah. that are gonna do. Like they could never, yeah. could never. Give me the big girl who is strong over the Instagram model. Put those two up against each other in anything. I I bet you can guess who's gonna win. Like who's gonna who's gonna have more endurance? Who's gonna lift more? Who's gonna do this this and this? Like just because you don't look the part doesn't mean that you aren't, you, the part. you aren't the part. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, I think, I think the body image with the mental health side of things is huge too. I didn't even have that written down actually, Yeah. but I'm glad that came into my head because that could go so far. There's actually a, um, an old volleyball player. 
golly, I cannot remember the name, her name for the life of me, but she actually did a TED Talk on mental health, not, like, just a few years ago, and she's, now she's really big on TikTok for, like, body positivity, and she's awesome, she's like, she'll post, she'll be like, oh, you want that Snicker bar right there? Eat that Snicker bar, like, it's gonna make you feel good, like, you're gonna enjoy that Snicker bar, it doesn't matter what it's gonna do to your body, because, like, you're powerful, like, it doesn't matter, but, she actually went through a lot of stuff um, while she was playing volleyball. I want to say, I'm going to butcher it. I'm not going to try. It was a red school. I know that she played volleyball, D1 volleyball <laughs> for a red school. But she ended up getting like super down, like depressed and stuff, just with pretty much everything we've talked about today. And she actually went up to her coach and was like, I need a mental health day. Like a mental health day, I, I need it or I'm, I'm going to shut down, like, I'm not going to be able to do this. And she said that her coach was really, really open about it and also to the other players as well, not just her personally. But her coach was open to it, and whenever the girls would come up to him and be like, I am struggling with this, this, and this, I need a mental health day, like, he would give it to him. I think that is awesome. Mm -hmm. I feel like not a lot of coaches could do that yeah. by any means. Yeah. I just, I, what you said earlier about it, it's being perceived as weak. I think that makes you like bold to be like, I need to, I, I need to be okay. I need a day to make myself okay so I can perform at a high level, you know? Yeah, definitely. I just, I think it is perceived as weak, but at some point, like you can't, you cannot be okay all the time. If you're okay all the time, you are a robot. Like, yeah, definitely you are a robot. That's a good way to put that. Like, it's okay to not be okay, but whenever you, you have to learn how to take care of yourself and then get back to being okay. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a cycle, but you just have to know when you need a break. Like, I need to take a step back and chill out and just lay in bed all day if that makes you happy, if being productive, doing something other than your sport makes you happy. I know I like doing that. I like to, like, I did all my laundry today. I cleaned the entire dorm. Like, I had a really productive day. I got to work out outside of softball. You know, like, that just, I like having productive days, so. Yeah, that's definitely a productive day for me, too. Like, our off days, I don't like to lay in bed all day because then I feel like I just wasted the day. And I try to do something outside, like build something or clean something. Like, uh, it's so nice to just clean something and be like, ah, uh, a little victory. But, yeah, take care of your mental health, people. Morgan, thank you. Thanks for, for having me. Being on here today. I mean, it's probably scary for you a little bit. I was a little nervous. Uh, I'm yeah, chilling now. a little nervous. You're just having a conversation. Uh. Yeah, so I just want to leave y'all here with uh, try to stay mentally healthy and do your best to stay on top of that game because you have to feed your mind and rest your mind just like you rest your body. It's uh, your body's a machine as well as your mind. And if you don't rest your mind like you rest your body, you're not going to perform how you need to perform when it's time to perform. Oh. Quote that and put that on my grave when I die. That was good. I just. All right. So thank y'all for listening to episode two of In the Box. I hope that this episode was better than the first one and we're getting better every time. But I'm going to leave y'all with this little hotline that's available 24-7 in case y'all are ever just 
feeling like you need to talk about your mental health. And that number is 1-800-273-8255. We will see you next time on In the Box with me, Hallie Santignan. And again, thank you, Morgan Medford. Thank you.